Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. You're listening to Backroom Beauty Talks, a real, raw, and unedited podcast for hairstylists. Here, we dive deep into topics that go far beyond the chair. I'm your host, Misty Jane, and I'm a money coach for stylists who want more out of their lives. I help you enhance your mindset around money, get out of debt, and create a life of peace. I'm on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Want to join me? You're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to Backroom Beauty Talks. So today's just a solo episode. You just get little old me, little short one. But I want to talk to you about something because I got something that I need you to help me with. And it's kind of big and it's kind of important. And I think you're going to want to help me with it because it's going to change your life just as much as it could change our industry um, and kind of the stereotypical hairstylist um, vision that people outside of the industry have for us. So three years ago, my husband, me, and my son moved into this neighborhood that we live in now. Um, if you've listened to my how I got my financial shit together, you'll know that this house means the world to me. Um, if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend going back to episode, I believe it is episode six, um, and definitely, definitely give that a listen. Um, but this house means a lot to me because my husband and I grew up in this neighborhood, and We both grew up in lower income neighborhoods um, in this area. And this neighborhood that we moved into was just one of those that we never thought that we would be able to live in. Like we had friends that lived here um, and their parents, you know, were pilots and like just they went to college and made so much more money and, and all of these things. And my husband and I used to drive around. There was a restaurant in the front of the neighborhood that we loved and we would go eat there and then we would drive around the neighborhood after. And we would always say like, we picked the wrong career. Um, you know, we would never be able to live in this neighborhood. It was just too expensive. And let me just be clear. I'm not a fancy person. Okay. This neighborhood is not a new, fancy, shiny neighborhood. It's just an old, established neighborhood with a great school, um, actually a brand new school as of 2020. Um, You know, the yards are bigger. The houses are solid. They're like a brick ranches everywhere. You know, it's nothing fancy. It's just a higher price point neighborhood um, in Virginia Beach. So... 
Anyway, um, it was kind of one of those things where we never thought that we would ever be able to live here because we both like, you know, are in a trade and we didn't go to college and we don't bring in hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and all of these things. Well, again, if you go back and listen to that episode, um, again, episode six, (laughs) um, I talk about how us getting our financial shit together actually put us in this neighborhood. It didn't put us in this neighborhood because we got different jobs. <clears throat> or because we came across some a whole bunch of money. It put us in this neighborhood because we learned how to manage our finances and stop self-sabotaging ourselves. We learned how to take the money that we were making and put it towards this dream of living in this neighborhood. So the thing about this neighborhood is when I meet people, they always ask me what I do for a living. And when I say I'm a hairstylist, they always asks me next, well, what does your husband do? And it's very much this feeling, and this could 100% be my insecurities. Maybe they're not thinking this. It could be all in my head. But I always feel that they don't understand how I can live here if I'm just a hairstylist. And how many times in your life have you felt this way? How many times in your life did you not want to even say what you do for a living because you feel like you didn't belong in the place, in the restaurant that you were in, at the party you were at, around the people that you were with? How many times did you feel like the stereotypical hairstylist was going to show that you're an imposter, right? That you're not supposed to be here. Because I know for me, the story that I have told myself in my own head is that this neighborhood makes me feel like I don't belong here, which in real life, it's bullshit. (laughs) 100% bullshit. I belong here more than anyone. And if anything, I belong here even more because maybe in some cases, maybe in some cases, not all, I worked harder for it. So I'm telling you this story because I want to normalize the wealthy hairstylist. I want to normalize the idea that stylists can live in the more expensive neighborhoods, that they can drive the more expensive cars that they didn't finance, that they purchased themselves with their own money. I want to be able to invite people to hairstylist retirement parties. I want people to see that our job is a legitimate job that brings legitimate things that any other job or any other college-based degree-needing job gives you. I want to normalize the wealthy hairstylist. So here's the thing, and here's what I need to talk to you about. I really feel like it's our fault. I feel like there has been way too many years of stylists lacking boundaries, lacking money management, lacking professionalism, and just treating their job like a hobby, treating their money like a hobby. And it's time to make that change. It's time to make that shift. And I cannot do this alone. I need you to do it too. Because if you're sick of the stereotype like I am, we all have to come together, at least a lot of us, and make the change and show people what we're made of. Because let's be real, we belong in these spaces more than anyone else. Everyone wants to get their hair done. We're such an important part of society. 
So let's get rid of that, that hobby mentality and start getting serious. Today, I want to give you three simple ways to help get your financial shit together. I'm going to give you three steps that can completely change your life, but you have to be ready. You have to be ready to do the thing. You have to be ready to self-reflect and you have to be ready to take action. You have to be ready to change your life. If you don't want to do it to help change the stereotype of the hair industry, do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. So let's get into the three steps. So step number one, time to assess your situation. What does that mean, Misty? What the hell are you talking about? So it's time to look at what's going on. It's not about not spending money. It's about not wasting money. And I can guarantee there is a lot of money being wasted if you feel like you don't have your financial shit together. So pull out your bank statements or print them out or look at them online because nobody has printers anymore. Apparently, I'm like the only like 30-something years old that still prints things. Um, But anyway, (laughs) not the point. But take a look at where your money is going. Um, Take a look at your credit card statements, your bank statements, anywhere you're spending money and figure out how much is coming in versus how much is being spent and where it's being spent. So you can highlight everything that is a necessity. Does it put a roof over your head? Does it put gas in your car? Does it pay for your car? Does it put food on your table? Everything else is technically not a necessity. I know, I know, Netflix is important. You don't need Netflix, technically. (laughs) So, and this is not to say that you have to get rid of these things. This is just to look. It's just to look and see Again, where your money is going. Um, So I work one-on-one. I'm I'm a money coach for stylists or actually just people in the beauty industry in general. And I had one of my clients go over her financial situation and she found $80 a month worth of subscriptions that she never even uses. They were just auto coming out of her card. And she had no idea that it was going there. I had another client who found out that she was spending over $1,000 at Target. She had no idea. So I'm not saying that you have to be aware of these things and then you can never spend money in these places again, but be sure that you know exactly where your money is going. This is going to take some some looking. It's going to take some self-reflection. For me and my husband in our journey, we were spending six to $800 a month going out to eat and then wondering why we couldn't afford small things. We had no idea that we were spending that much per month on food and alcohol that honestly we just forgot all about a day later anyway. So assess your situation. See how much debt you actually have. Like add it all up. What's that big number? Take a look at it. Figure out how that makes you feel. Figure out how the spending makes you feel. A lot of times for my one-on-one clients, they see where their money is going and they realize they have so much money, more money than they thought. A lot of them will turn around and pay off a credit card within two months just because they realized they were blowing money in an area of their life that they did not need to be blowing money. And I will tell you what, making money when you don't have to turn around and use it to pay something off is so much sweeter. 
it is so, so much sweeter when you get to keep the money that you're actually making. So step number one is assessing your situation, figuring out where your money is going and trying to really see where it is being wasted. Step number two is a mindset shift, everyone's favorite thing. Honestly, sometimes I feel like this is the hardest part. I hear far too often, I'm not a numbers person, I'm bad with money. You are blocking yourself from even trying to figure your financial shit out by saying these things. I want you to shift it to I'm from I'm bad with money to I'm working on my relationship with money. The simplest things and how you talk about things can be so empowering. Another thing when it comes to mindset, awareness is key. Avoiding something causes stress. And then you continue to avoid it because the thing causes you stress and the stress cycle just continues. Would you believe me if I told you that within one month you could feel better about your finances just by sitting down and looking at them? You probably don't believe me, but it's true. I have a client two months in. We get on our call and she goes, It's like magic has happened. She was very hesitant at the beginning of working together. Um, She was very much anxiety around looking at her finances um, and all of the things. And just two months in, you could see the weight that was lifted off of her just from shifting her mindset. Because it doesn't have to be hard. But you have to self-reflect. I want you, I want to encourage you to really think about the money stories that you've seen growing up, okay? For me, moving into this neighborhood gave me imposter syndrome because it's nothing that I ever saw. Nobody lived here in my family. This was a completely different, I felt like I didn't belong here because it was a completely different shift of what my reality looked like. So once you realize that you have the power to change your reality, that the things that you saw growing up or the way that you lived growing up doesn't have to be the way that you move forward in the future, that's when everything opens up. That's when the abundance mindset comes in. This part is not easy. This part takes help, accountability, conversation, openness, self-reflection, but this is the most important part. So I'm going to challenge you to maybe do some journaling or really just some deep thinking today. What money stories did you see growing up? Did you have, you know, I'm going to say guardians because I don't know if, you know, maybe you didn't get raised by your parents. So did you have guardians um, or people who raised you who didn't talk about money? Did you always see them arguing about money? Did every time they sat down at the table to look at their finances, they were stressed out? Did you see people overspend? Did you see people be extremely frugal? I want you to really sit down and think about the money stories that you saw growing up and how you think you got your habits based off of these. Did you get the same habits? Do you feel stressed when you sit down and look at your money too? Did you grow up where they were too frugal and now you overspend because you were never able to just get what you wanted when you were younger? All of these can factor in 
to the habits that you have now. So I challenge you to sit down, really, really think about why you have the money habits that you have now and figure out one way that you can shift it. One mindset shift, one affirmation, one simple simple habit change, anything. Anything that is going to bring you more awareness around not wasting your money. So, so far, step number one, assess your situation. Step number two, shifts shift of the mindset or become very aware of your mindset. Number three is going to be create a plan. So what does that mean? So create a plan is going to be your spending plan and your debt payoff plan. Anytime you want to go somewhere, you need a roadmap, right? Some kind. You need to figure out where you're at and where you want to go and how you're going to get there. So creating a plan is going to give you the literal roadmap of how to get to better financial situ- a better financial situation for your future. It's going to get you to where you want to feel. So this is going to look like creating a budget. Don't let budgets scare you. You are not on a budget. You have a budget. A budget is just telling your money where to go. That is it. Telling your money where to go before you even receive it. It is literally a plan. It is not a rule. It is not um, going to force you to not spend. If you want to throw a $10 bill out your window every single morning for no reason whatsoever, great but put it in your plan, AKA your budget. Also, a debt payoff plan. It seems like, oh, okay, well, I'll just pay it over the minimum every month. No, no, no. Have a plan. Have something that you can celebrate that you know that you're getting further along. So the three steps, simple ways to start getting your financial shit together are going to be to assess your situation, assess your mindset, and create a plan. So are you ready? Are you ready to take the action? Are you ready to do the damn thing? Are you ready to help me normalize the wealthy stylist? So for the last year, I have created a group coaching course called Money Beyond the Chair, and it gives you all of these steps in more detail. It gives you the how-tos of creating a plan. It gives you the how-tos of paying off your debt, the how-tos of hitting realistic goals, celebrating your wins, finding money. It gives you the simple steps for hairstylists that are not numbers people, for stylists who are creatives, for stylists who don't want some serious, bald, religious man to tell you what to do with your money. It's a non-judgmental, you get to do it your own way, how-to course. And I have made it so much more accessible for you. So Money Beyond the Chair is now a digital course. Starting literally this week, um, you can purchase Money Beyond the Chair and watch it on your own time. So if you are ready to take action, you're ready to find freedom around your money, you're ready to feel like you have control over your money and your money no longer controls you, this course is 100% for you. This is for you if you want to take action, if you are ready. You're ready to change your financial story. You're ready to move into that bigger neighborhood, take more time off of work, have a savings account, 
pay off your debt, all of the things. Money Beyond the Chair is for you. Now, this is not about business. This is about the money that you bring home. Because I'll tell you right now, you can want more income and think that you have to wait until you make X, Y, and Z before you're ever going to feel like stress of money is going to go away. But I promise you, if you don't know how to manage the money that you have now, you're not going to know how to manage a larger amount of money. Money comes to you when you are ready for it. So are you ready to be ready for more money? If not, you can head over to my Instagram at underscore Misty Jane underscore and get your Money Beyond the Chair digital course now. Or you can look in the show notes. There will also be a link there. Let's normalize the wealthy stylist, y'all. Let's get these retirement parties. Let's get in these better neighborhoods. Let's, let's do the damn thing, okay? We deserve it. Our industry deserves it. Let's change the stereotype people. Let's do this shit together. Once again, thank you so much for listening to Backroom Beauty Talks. If you like what you hear, screenshot this episode, post it on the gram, tag me at Misty Jane or tag the podcast at Backroom Beauty Talks, and I will talk with you on the next one.